This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast where we ponder and proclaim our Sunday Mass readings. We are into the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time on this 27th of August. And so welcome to the the heat of the summer season and a beautiful time to continue to reflect and to hear how God's word is working in your lives. I've been mentioning a little bit during this summertime, this is a great season to really get back to the basics, to get back on a schedule. Sometimes our schedules go a little aloof during the summer season. If you've got kids at home and you've got a little different schedule from the summertime to back to school, or you don't. We don't have kids at home, so we have to create our own schedule day in and day out. I hope that in your daily routine, you have that dedication to reading in scripture, to having an opportunity. There might be something offered at your own parish. And if there's not something offered in your own parish right now, Maybe you're the one who's going to just start something. It could just be a couple of you who gather together for daily mass. You know, let's break open the Psalms. Let's just look at one one particular area of scripture and we'll just spend, you know, nine weeks working on it. Whatever that is, respond to that call to grow deeper in, in the word of God, in prayer, in community, and that will sharpen us as we grow in holiness and as we grow in love of the sacraments. On this 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time, I want to open up with a collect. And I I love to just look for one phrase, one little line in these collect prayers, which is the opening prayer in the Mass. And just remember, and I repeat this all the time, but it's always amazing that, and I, as I talk with people who are new to the Catholic Church and they're new just coming to Mass, they go, you know, what's really amazing is that I could go to Ireland, I can go to Afghanistan, I can go to California, I can go to Canada, I can go anywhere in the world and I'll find a Catholic Church and they'll be praying the same Mass, albeit it'll be in a different language, but here's the collect. And so this is the prayer for the church, for all of us. So the church has this in mind for us on this 21st Sunday in ordinary time. Let us pray. Oh God, who caused the minds of the faithful to unite in a single purpose, grant your people to love what you command and to desire what you promise that amid the uncertainties of this world, 
our hearts may be fixed on that place where true gladness is found. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. You know, just think about this prayer that God, who caused the minds of the faithful, your understanding, your faith, your will to unite. God calls for us to unite. Oh, that we would be one. You know, Jesus's prayer for us to be one as a community in him, in a single purpose. And this prayer is asking God to help us to love what God commands and to desire what God promises. You know, so many people desire the promises of the evil one. They desire the promises of the world. They desire the promises of what is fleeting, what will go away, the promises of a great bank account, the promises of a great title, a great position, the promises of accumulating, accumulating, the promises of of even oppressing or, or, or power. If you have this kind of power, you will have such greatness. And so this prayer is inviting us to desire God's promises. These are the promises of eternal life amid the uncertainties of the world. I mean, in the same breath, we're recognizing that there is uncertainties of the world. The world promises evil promises, Satan promises that first temptation of Adam and Eve as, as, as civil disobedience came, that original sin, you know, true gladness as this prayer ends, true gladness is found in the promises of God. And we're going to find that come through in threads through these readings. In fact, one of the themes I'm really looking at in these readings for the 21st Sunday is when you get a new name, you get a new mission. We look at our identity, we look at our profession of faith, and then we look at our mission, the IPM, our identity, profession, and mission. Let's see how those words unpack in these readings. Our first reading for the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time comes from the book of Isaiah, Chapter 22, thus says the Lord to Shebna, master of the palace, I will thrust you from your office and pull you down from your station. On that day, I will summon my servant Eliakim, son of Hilkiah. I will clothe him with your robe and gird him with your sash and give over to him your authority. He shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. I will place the key of the house of David on Eliakim's shoulder. When he opens, no one shall shut. When he shuts, no one shall open. I will fix him like a peg in a sure spot to be a place of honor for his family. The word of the Lord. The Responsorial Psalm, Psalm 138. Lord, your love is eternal. Do not forsake the work of your hands. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart. For you have heard the words of my mouth. In the presence of the angels, I will sing your praise. I will worship at your holy temple. Lord, your love is eternal. Do not forsake the work of your hands. 
I will give thanks to your name because of your kindness and your truth. When I called, you answered me. You built up strength within me. Lord, your love is eternal. Do not forsake the work of your hands. The Lord is exalted, yet the lowly he sees, and the proud he knows from afar. Your kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the work of your hands. Lord, your love is eternal. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Our second reading comes from the book of Romans, chapter 11. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How inscrutable are his judgments and how unsearchable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or who has given the Lord anything that he may be repaid for from him and through him and for him are all things to him be glory forever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 16. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, let's just quickly glance at this reading of Isaiah, and there is a story that is being unpacked of one whose authority is being taken away from and given to another. And don't we see that in our own politics today? Maybe it is in politics or in government or in businesses as well. We see a, a manager or a CEO of a company. And, and, and I think of it right now because a recent story was some of the sports teams who fired the head coach. And now they're going to bring in another because the season has been a losing season. And I, that's probably a better example is in the sporting arena where there's quickly a change of authority. And so here is this um, Eliakim who's going to be taking over and he will be given the 
keys to the house of David, and he will have this authority to let in those that are appropriate and to keep out those who are not welcome. And he will be fixed like a peg in a sure spot. He will have a particular role and responsibility. And the Lord is going to appoint this particular leader. And so just think about in our own day, how leaders may be chosen. And we we're moving into an election season. And so we elect local leaders. We're having city council and school council members being elected in our particular county here. And that will be finalized in our November election. But what about the leaders in God's kingdom and how God chooses those and those who misuse God's kingdom, those who misuse their power and authority are are taken off the seat of authority. They will not reign in heaven. And so we see this, I guess the question is, what authority do you have in your home, in your family? Maybe you have a particular role in your workplace. I can think about different committees over the years that I have I have been a part of where I was part of a safety committee. And so together as a group, we would work on different kinds of ways to keep our employees safe and to make sure that we're following particular protocol with the use of chemicals or the use of how we work in our environments, which had some dangerous situations when you're working in kitchens and you're serving the public in a restaurant situation. And so how do we work in a committee or in a community to work for the best of the other? Or do I use that particular role to take advantage of? And for my own, so I I get some sort of accommodations or for my own power, you know, how do we use the authority that is given to us? And, And we all have a sense of authority, particularly in the family. That's our number one sense of authority, husbands and wives, They have an authority over their children. And how are you going to use that authority? It's not in a negative sense. Unfortunately, in our culture today, that word authority, we seem to shun from it. And yet it is a good term if we use authority well. Authority should be, if we look at the kings, you know, the good kings, (laughs) I kind of laugh. There were a few years where one of my grandsons, he loved to watch the movie the Robins, the Robins, Robin Hood. I might have talked about this before, but the old Disney film, the Robin Hood. And so there was the good king, good King John, I believe. And he was off on a mission and he treated the people well and everybody prospered in the time of the good king. And yet when he left, then his brother took over and he used that authority to tax the people and to make the people, you know, live in poverty and to just really take everything away from the people and the people, you know, deteriorated and they revolted against that king. And so how do we use that authority? But I think about those good kings and queens who really wanted the best for their people. You know, and the ultimate king, yes, is King Jesus, the king of the universe. He wants the best for his people and his queen, our blessed mother, wants the best for the people of God and so wants to entrust into the kingdom on earth those people, the children of God, to help lead people to 
to the kingdom and to bring about goodness and to desire the good for all people. So think about that in your own in your own place where you interact, whether it's at work, whether it's in church, whether it's in some community civic, very secular organization, you have an authority, you have a role, you have probably a power of some kind to either share goodness and hope and truth or not. And so we as Christians have that opportunity to use the authorities we've been given in order to really promote and to uh, profess the great kingdom of God. Going to jump right into the gospel of Matthew. And I've got some reflections I want to share with you because Jesus and his disciples are not in Jerusalem. They're not in the center of the authority of the religious community of the day. They're out at Caesarea Philippi. And so they're further out away from Jerusalem. And this is where Jesus asks this question of his followers. You know, who do you who do the people you know, what's been going on about who people are saying that I am? And so they are telling, well, this is what they say. Th- these are the opinions and hearsays of the people today about what's going on with you, Jesus. You know, they've probably heard of some miracles. Maybe they've heard of the walking of the water or of the uh, the transpiration of a few bread and loaves into feeding 5,000 people, healing the sick. So some people are calling Jesus this or that. And so Jesus is now saying, okay, this is what the opinions are, but who do you say? What's your profession of faith? You know, we can have and we can look at all of the opinions of all of these different candidates or all of these different things going on in the world, but there's a difference in the opinion of the day, the headline news, and what are you going to profess? What are you going to say and what are you going to stand on? What faith will you stand on? Will you stand on something that you're willing to die for? But who do you say that I am and who speaks up? Peter, the spokesperson of all the apostles. He says, and I would love to hear his voice. Wouldn't you love to hear how did he say that phrase? And this is why I think it's so beautiful that we read aloud the word of God. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Did he say, you're the Christ, the son of the living God with a question mark? Or did he say, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. I have come to know that this is the truth that Jesus, that, excuse me, Peter is proclaiming what he believes to be true. This is his profession of faith. He's been identify him, identifying himself, not anymore as a fisherman, as a son of a fisherman, but now he's following the Messiah. He has a new identity in being called a child of God and now having a relationship Having a relationship with the Messiah is having a relationship with the Messiah only available to those people who lived in the time of Jesus, who walked with him and talked with him on the road in in Damascus and Caesarea Philippi and Jerusalem. No, 
That relationship, that connection with Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is available to us today. Through the line of Peter, through all of those bishops that have gone before him, through that apostolic line, we have a direct connection with Jesus Christ. And this is when Peter makes his profession of faith. We talk about a profession of faith every Sunday at mass. We proclaim aloud as a community, I believe, and we make our profession of faith. What is it that we believe? What are we going to stand on? What are we willing to die for? and to live for. We live for our profession of faith and we are willing to die, which means there's no compromise. I'm not going to compromise on my profession of faith. And Peter stood for that, even though he was challenged. And even though we'll find out over time in the gospels that he has humble, humble times of humiliation. And he is um he, he 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 turns away from the lord but he comes back but he comes back because he knows no i have to follow the lord because i've made this profession of faith and because of the profession of faith that peter has we see jesus giving peter a role he says now upon this rock i will build my church i'm going to start with you peter you've seen what's going on here the Holy Spirit has rushed upon you because you've made an authentic, an authentic and genuine profession of faith. It was a faith that he was willing to die for. I will give you the keys. I will give you responsibility and a role in my kingdom to continue to what rule for yourself. No rule for the Lord and bring as many people into that kingdom of God together. I will allow you to be that first to guide those to me. Uh, There is a beautiful quote that comes from Pope St. John Paul II. It was a homily he gave in July of 1980. And I'm going to close with these words that reflect this gospel reading. It says, Jesus asks his disciples directly, but who do you say that I am? And this is Pope John Paul II that says, we all know this moment, says John Paul II, in which it is no longer sufficient to speak about Jesus by repeating what others have said. You must say what you think and not quote an opinion. You must bear witness, feel committed by the witness you have borne, and carry this commitment to its extreme consequences. Again, this is Pope St. John Paul II speaking. The best friends, followers, and apostles of Christ have always been those who heard within them one day the definitive, inescapable question before which all others become secondary and derivative. For you, who am I? A person's life, his whole future depends on the clear, sincere, an unequivocal answer that he gives to this question. And so it is for us today on August 27th, 2023, that we are called to respond to that question. And we may not know the answer 
to that question today. Who am I? Jesus is asking, who am I? Who am I to you? This is why we have inquiry classes. This is why we come together in community and break open the sacred scriptures of Holy Mother Church in the Bible. We break open the word. Who am I? Jesus says, who is Jesus for you? Who is Jesus? And if you struggle with that, good. Follow that struggle. Follow that struggle in the word of God. You know, in the little meditation booklet I use, The Word Among Us, the word of God is the word among us. The word of God is living and active. And if we are not familiar with that word, this is the time to get familiar with that word of God. And it's not like you're going to get familiar and, oh, I know it all now. No, it's a daily, it's an ongoing. We're never going to be totally familiar with the word of God because it's a mystery, but we'll continue to learn and grow. And, and then we can make that profession of faith because we will be called to give a profession of faith what it is that you believe. Our identity, if we're baptized Christians, is an identity as a son or daughter of the living God. I am a son. I am a daughter. I'm a daughter of the king. I'm a daughter of the king. I'm a daughter of God. And so with that heritage, I have a responsibility. I have a role to play in that authority that's given to me as a son or daughter. Now I have a piece of that kingdom that I have to help till, till the ground, bring in more souls for the Lord. And I stand upon the faith that I profess. And with that profession of faith comes the mission, the mission of how I live my life. Our first mission is our vocation. Our first mission is the vocation. Are we called to be married? And in that vocation is a huge mission, husbands and wives coming together and being open to life. And then those lives, those sons and daughters that come into our lives that God entrusts us to, we are called to form them, to provide love and nurturing to them, to get to know the Lord Jesus Christ and to form them. If we're called as a priest, as we're called in religious life, uh, the communities that I know and love that are religious women, they're called to a life of prayer. They're called to a life of sacrifice, obedience, celibacy, but also to nurture souls around them, to bring more souls to Christ. So whether you're as a religious in the, in the priesthood, religious life, celibate life, in married life, we're called in that vocation for a mission. And that mission continues on throughout our lives. As we age, that mission can change. That mission goes into the workplace. That mission goes into our community life. That mission goes into our own personal lives. How do I grow in holiness? How do I grow in relationship with my friends and family? How do I grow in volunteering and giving and serving in my community? It's to love God and to love others. How am I called in this time of my life, in this season of my life? Maybe you're retired. Maybe you're working. Maybe you're in school. Maybe you're a student. Maybe you own a business. Maybe you're working in a ministry. Whatever that is, reflect how, how does my profession of my faith affect the work that I do, the mission that I do? How am I called to serve 
others in this mission, in this work, as a truck drive driver, as a school bus driver, as a teacher, as, as, a, as a Sunday school teacher and volunteer. Think about your identity as a child of God leads you into your profession of profession of faith. And when you stand on that profession of faith, you need to continue to renew that profession of faith, denounce Satan, denounce his evil works, and to respond to a conversion to love Christ, to serve Christ, to get to know Christ. And then we have our mission, the work that we do day in and day out. I am a child of God. You are a child of God. Let's live that out and to ask for the Holy Spirit to guide us in our identity, in our profession of faith, in our daily mission to serve Jesus Christ. God bless you. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.